Welcome to the Nourished with PCOS podcast. I'm your host, Sam Abbott, registered dietitian nutritionist and PCOS nutrition expert. I'm here to help you learn how to manage PCOS and support your hormones while also having a healthy relationship with food in your body. You can improve PCOS symptoms and labs without dieting. Get ready to feel better with PCOS and leave diet culture in the rearview mirror. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Nourish with PCOS podcast. I'm your host, Sam. Thank you so much for tuning in today. After we finish a cohort of the Nourished group coaching program, I love to come on here and record an episode and just share some of the final reflections from our group members and some of the things that I personally observed from working with the group. If you go back and look at previous episodes, I did this for the spring group as well. It's so fun getting to support everyone in the group and seeing everyone's journeys The focus of the Nourish program is teaching you how to manage PCOS in a way that is focused on supporting your body and taking care of yourself. So much in the PCOS space is kind of trying to teach you that your body is a problem that needs to be fixed. And that can just create so much guilt and shame and overwhelm. And so I love seeing everybody in the group take a different approach to health. And I'm really grateful and humbled that I get to be part of everyone's journey. And I'm excited to share some reflections with you. So I feel like in general, the PCOS space, if you're trying to find information on Instagram or hanging out in Facebook groups, I feel like PCOS spaces can sometimes feel overwhelming And when you see coaches like me talking about wins in our programs or with our clients, they might feel like really big wins, like a win that seems kind of far away or that may take a longer amount of time to accomplish. For example, getting your period back or lowering your A1C. And I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I don't want you to feel like that's so far away for me. So I thought it would be fun to just talk about some of these reflections because there are so many things that you can work on or think about just in your day-to-day life that don't necessarily have to be about this big outcome. Rather, um, these can be things that are more about the here and now that can just help you support yourself and hopefully help you feel a little better with PCOS. So I think this episode is going to be very helpful for you. Let's just jump into things. Here are some of the biggest reflections and takeaways from this summer group of the Nourish with PCOS program. So reflection number one is that healing binge eating is a total mind, you know what, (laughs) but also you can overcome this. So why do I say it's a total mind, you know what, because exactly what is causing binge eating 
is probably what you're doing to try to improve health. Like thinking that what you're doing is all in an effort to manage your PCOS, but in reality, it's probably leading to binges. And to stop binge eating, we have to completely reframe how we think about health and weight and PCOS symptoms. So let me explain. Binge eating is pretty common with PCOS. I see it in a lot of my clients. And it makes sense because one of the primary causes of binge eating is restricting food, either physically restricting food or mentally restricting food. So when I say mentally restricting food, I mean the food police are in your head talking to you about how um, bad you are for making certain food choices, or maybe you have um, food rules or you view food in a very black and white way. Those are examples of mentally restricting food. And there's usually a lot of like guilt and shame wrapped up in that. Um, And then also with PCOS, you've probably been encouraged to eat less or cut out food groups, even though we know from research that folks with PCOS eat the same amount of calories as folks without PCOS, and that there's really no research to support a recommendation to eliminate food groups with PCOS, unless, of course, you have a food allergy. So you've got PCOS. You likely have insulin resistance. A majority of people with PCOS have insulin resistance. And with insulin resistance, this is going to make you feel hungrier. It's going to make you crave carbohydrates. Maybe you're always wanting sweets. So you, you have this ongoing kind of like primal hunger. And then you add this restriction on top of that. It's just a recipe for binge eating. And so when we work on healing binge eating, we have to work on letting go of the diet mentality and letting go of this restrictive mindset around food. And in order to do that, we have to look at what's driving that. So we have to do a deep dive into body image, how you feel about your body and your weight. And then we also have to do a deep dive into how you're defining health. Because if you are in body image distress or you are focused on, quote unquote, losing weight for health, these are two things that are going to keep you in that diet mentality and and they're going to keep you restricting food. And what we've been told or have experienced our entire life is that being thin is better Society is certainly more welcoming to thinner bodies. Like, I want to completely validate that. And I know that you've been told by your providers or have heard probably that you need to lose weight for your health. So taking these things into consideration, it can feel so conflicting to work towards being less restrictive around food. And it can feel so conflicting to try to detach yourself from this definition of pursuing health in the form of weight loss. But you can overcome these feelings of conflict. And it's so fun seeing 
my clients and group members on this journey, a big piece of overcoming these feelings of conflict is leaning into your own personal experience. Because what most of my clients have experienced is that focusing on weight loss is not actually helping them, one, lose weight, or two, improve health. It usually is keeping them in this yo-yo diet cycle or this binge restrict cycle and is contributing to anxiety and depression and stress around food. And it's not actually helping them establish sustainable health-promoting behaviors. So when we deconstruct this idea that focusing on weight loss leads to a lower weight and improved health, which we know for a large majority of people that it does not, then we can start to rebuild this definition of health that is centered more around your values and caring for yourself. And this is really at the core of healing binge eating. So if you're stuck in this place right now, this conflicted place, this place where you don't want to binge anymore, but at the same time, you're really worried about your health because of your weight. I see you and I feel you and I understand why you're there. And I know that you can move past this. If you've not looked into my program yet, then a first step that you can do is just reflect on your own diet history and reflect on how that has actually served you up until this point. So that was reflection number one. Reflection number two is having support is everything. Um, Being on a non-diet journey or approaching health and managing PCOS from a different lens can sometimes feel a little isolating without the right support system. I see that my clients who have medical care that focuses on holistic health and overall well-being just tend to have a more pleasant experience managing PCOS. And when I say holistic health and overall well-being, what do I mean? I mean having a healthcare provider that listens to your concerns and your symptoms And they're ordering the appropriate tests. They're ordering the appropriate labs. They're not just telling you that they don't need to look into any of these things because everything is being caused by your weight. I'm talking about the type of provider who, if you're taking a medication that's causing you severe gastrointestinal distress, like maybe abdominal pain, bloating, diarrhea, nausea, you can't eat, This provider is going to be concerned about that, and they're going to adjust your medication regimen appropriately. They're not going to be congratulating you because you might be also losing weight while you're experiencing this distress because there's nothing to congratulate about being malnourished, which that is actually losing weight because of gastrointestinal distress is actually part of the diagnostic criteria for malnutrition. So I see that my clients who have these supportive healthcare providers that focus on overall well-being do tend to have a more pleasant experience managing PCOS. And if this is something that you can't relate to, I just want to let you know that you deserve respectful healthcare 
I wish you didn't have to switch. I know that searching for a new provider can be really difficult, um, but it's also very much worth it. And support goes beyond medical care as well. It's about the people that you spend time with, your friends, your family members, and it can be really difficult to have people that really love you and you know they really care about you and they mean the best, but at the same time, they're still stuck in diet culture. Maybe they're commenting on your food choices. Maybe they are telling you that they're concerned about your weight because of your health and They don't see how dieting and restricting food doesn't actually help a large majority of people actually improve their health, that usually it just leads to yo-yo dieting and worse health outcomes. And so, of course, in the program, we talk about how to navigate these difficult situations with family and friends, but the takeaway that I want you to have is that you deserve to have a great support system made up of people who get it, and I wish that included all family members, but it may not, and that's okay. Like, you can still find your support system elsewhere, either locally or online, Um, And you really deserve that support system. And last but not least, the last reflection from this cohort is that sometimes we just need to bring things back to basics. It can be really easy to overcomplicate wellness habits thanks to diet culture. There are so many kits and gadgets out there now to help you, quote unquote, monitor your health, whether it's the labs that we're looking into or using a device like a continuous glucose monitor or wearing a ring that gives you habits, data about your habits. Um, Sometimes these things can really just be a distraction and just be another tool that disconnects us from our bodies. So something that I see a lot when people are trying to heal disordered eating is that they step away from using the scale as data, but then they move towards using some other device that's giving them measurable data and still attaching that morality to that. So seeing the data and the numbers and feeling bad about yourself and then using that data to impact how you nourish yourself. And if you can relate to that or you're somebody who is stepping away from the scale, but now you're using a device or tracking things, um, I would just encourage you to do some self-reflection just to make sure that's coming from a place of self-care and not coming from a place of fear and guilt and shame. And maybe do some reflection as to why having that data is so important to you and how that tool or device is truly serving you. Because sometimes we really just need to bring things back to basics. Sometimes it really just is about getting enough sleep or managing stress better 
or working on time management. And um, even in this cohort, a group member found a really impactful difference in her insulin resistance by eating breakfast. And I know me telling you to eat breakfast isn't sexy. It's not the sexy advice. It's not a cool device. It's not giving you a printout with some data. But I just want to make sure you're not jumping ahead to those things and missing out on just taking care of the basic things that we know can help um, with health and managing hormones. So I hope that you've really enjoyed this episode. I hope this has given you some things to think about with managing your PCOS and symptoms, taking a non-diet approach to nutrition. Um, I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. I'm really loving recording these episodes and I hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the Nourished with PCOS podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so you can catch new episodes. I'd also be so grateful if you left a review and rating for the pod as well. See you next Wednesday.